You want to book as much acting work as you can, as often as you can. We get that. The thing is, you don't book acting work by focusing on booking acting work. The industry is more dynamic than that. The art is more interesting than that. By taking you inside the craft, the casting room, and the business, and bringing other industry experts into the conversation, we dig in. We pull back the curtain of the industry and show you how much power you really have as an artist. And by bringing your humanity to the work and the industry, you become an artistic leader, the kind of actor who books work. Even after decades of working with actors all over the world, in our classes at the BGB studio, teaching, coaching, casting, directing, producing, acting, on set, on stage, behind the camera and in front, nothing excites us more than seeing you express your unique artistic voice, humanize the business, and book work doing it. We're here on the podcast and in class at the BGB studio to give you all the tools you need to be a championship-level working actor right now in an industry that desperately needs your voice and your leadership. Yeah, industry and artistry. This is the only place you're going to hear this. I'm Risa. And I'm Steve. And this is the Acting Podcast from the BGB studio. This is our very first podcast of this new series. Yes, it's our first episode of the Acting Podcast, officially. I'm excited. So am I. I'm, I'm excited as I can be for someone who got up at 2.30 in the morning. Why um, did you get up at 2.30 in the morning? <laughs> you know why, but thank I you for asking. I saw that you had sent an email at 3.24. I thought, oh. Right. My wife is 41 weeks pregnant, so she's not sleeping. Uh, and, and so, yeah. What does 41 uh, weeks mean? Neither am I. 41 weeks means that there is a lot of anxiety and at this point, hopefully letting go of control, which right, is hard, which is right. something we deal with with actors all the time, right? It's like, this is tantamount to me sitting in the waiting room for the network test. Oh my God. <laughs> and and I, I thought I was up first. Turns out I was up fourth or whatever, right? It's like yeah. those parallels of presence when you have this massive life event that's about to happen and you don't know what it is, it's sort of you're just walking blind. So in a beautiful way, uh, that facilitates presence because it has to. Because I spent like four months of the pregnancy trying to like, let me control every aspect of this. Then you realize, ah, your ego has no agency here. You cannot control anything. Wow. And so here I am, uh, sleepless, but, uh, but here. Um, and, and so how, how in all of this trying to let go <laughs> and be present with whatever's happening, what does that look like for you um, just in terms of feeling your feelings and, and sure. what comes, what's coming up, you know, so this is the acting podcast, you know, so, and, and to me, because actors are our life, you yeah. know, we're around them all the time. Yeah. I see it in that context also that, um, you know, I've been around a little bit, done a lot of work on myself, uh, trying to healing, heal all wounds and that kind of stuff. And, and you get to a place where you think that it's linear. I figured it out. I got a leg up on the universe. I'm good now. And then life happens. Then you get married. Then you have to change everything in the context of the old demons come back and they have to be shifted around. You have to come back to presence. My first daughter is born. That like, so it's this constant thing in the same way that actors have these spikes of success and then they end. And then what do you do? You gotta come back to the basics. You gotta come home. Why am I doing this? What's the point? What's important to me? So for me, it really is about like stopping and coming back to my breath. Like that's, it's, it's, I almost elicit an eye roll in myself when I say it. Cause I'm been like, really, if there were anything else to do, <laughs> I would probably do it, mm -hmm. but that's all I know how to do. Driving here to the studio, knowing that I'm leaving, 
you know, my wife, and she's very uncomfortable and very tired. My daughter's on summer vacation. My mother's there. There's a lot going. And, and just the only thing I can do with everything that's going on and things that are going on in the studio is just stop and take a breath. And I'm here. And these are incredible things that are happening. And, yeah. and that's it. And I think it's the same thing um, for actors who get to this place of trying to make it in Hollywood, which is what we're going to talk about today. And, uh, and then the dream come, comes true, and then it doesn't, and then it does, and then it doesn't, and you realize, oh, wait a minute, this is a cycle. It'll come up and down and up and down. Um, and ultimately, all you're left with, and how wonderful is, you're an actor, you're a creative person, you get to do this, it's the best ever, um, and you don't have a lot of agency over the industry, um, but, but you can be in artistic joy, if you so choose, uh, really consistently. I think that's huge. And that's the answer. And you know that, yeah. Risa Brayman Garcia, because you've yeah. done this and hit the walls yeah. and then and climb the mountaintops and hit the walls. But you keep you have to keep reminding yourself. You do I'd have to do yeah. that this morning myself. Hmm. Was just to stop and breathe and meditate, contemplate, just be present with this is where I'm at right now and and come to gratitude and appreciation for the fact that this whatever this is is gonna be gone. And so can I find joy for in it? Like, I, where's my joy in this? You know, what really, really matters? Because none of that crap matters. And we'll talk about that, you know, as we go along now um, in terms of what matters and what doesn't. Because if you want to make it in Hollywood, you have to keep coming back to your values, to the things that you care about, to the things that light you up, to the things that connect you with other human beings, to be able to affect the world and your, and, and your audience, whatever your audience is, to make a difference through your art. And that may seem like all woo-woo-y, and yeah, that's what you know people do in Seattle when they do theater. But in Hollywood, it's got to look like something else, right? There's got to be a plan. And we're doing this business of acting class, and we just keep coming back to organically yeah. the same stuff, that's right? right. And, and you can spend an entire career trying to make that not so, and you'll come up short every time. Like, again, it's this battle that these, the Buddhist masters put you through when they're teaching. They create a situation in which you have to realize that your ego has no agency, that it, doesn't, it is not in control. Say more about that, because I, 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 I think that's super important. Well, so, so the, the sort of classical like Zen Buddhist master, someone shows up, and it happens here, by the way, at our studio. Someone shows up saying, look, I want to get a leg up on the industry. Give me the thing. And we say, oh, okay, you want to have a successful acting career? We've been doing this for many decades, and we've guided many successful acting careers. We have a sense, uh, start here. No, 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 they say, I need the audition class to do the X, Y, and Z. We say, um, you could do that, and, and that can be helpful. If you want to get there efficiently, you start here. And so eventually, if then, they're willing... Then, yeah, they say, but I've been there. Yeah, no, 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 they say. No, no, I've done that right. work. You okay. know, yeah. Come back to your breath. Yeah. No, 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 that's okay. No, I'm, yeah. I did that in college. We're good. Yeah. And so eventually, we come back and come back and come back. Back, and the transformation happens when they get to the place where they start checking their desire for success and they realize that uh, really you have to mitigate your desire. You have to do the work of enjoying the work for its own sake. Um, but that's tricky, right? That's really tricky because you want this thing so badly. And either because you get beat down by the industry so much and it robs you of your self-worth and everything, do you get to that beautiful place of the awareness? Or you have a little bit of trust in yourself on the process 
and get there a little more, a bit more uh, efficiently. But um, and maybe maybe a little slower than you imagine because it's always going to be oh not goodness. putting on the yeah. brakes but letting go of of speed absolutely in favor of efficiency absolutely. and clarity. Because so the bottom line is that you can think no 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 I'm different. I'm going to figure this out and and I'm going to think my way to success. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, even like point of sale for an actor is are you completely present, vulnerable, moving another human being on, a, on an emotional level? That requires letting go. You can't do that fully and be in a deep place of, oh, but I want this so badly. Actors know this more than most people, right? Yeah. When you don't give a shit, that's when all of a sudden you're looser, blah, blah, blah. So how do you create a situation in which you don't give a shit? Um, what's well, hard because you give a shit and, and that is the, 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 the thing that allows you to go, Oh, wait a minute. I, I can't not think of a pink elephant, if that makes sense. My, I, so I, we just let go of that constant desperate craving of let me go to another damn casting director workshop. Cause maybe this one will get me the co-star that makes my dreams come true, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And what you're missing is this incredible opportunity to be a fucking artist and do the work that happens in these classes. We're in a classroom right now, Studio A. We're like, if these walls could express the stuff that's happened here, it's stunning. My God, yes. But an actor says, but how do I do that in the audition? Oh my God, yeah. you just did it. You just did it. So yeah. It, yeah. it's all in your mind. Yeah. It's, well, but I'm in a different room. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when we find success with actors here, and we often do, it's when they've gotten to that place of transformation. And as you say, it takes years. This is not a half-assed version of something. You can't possibly. We're talking about real human connection. So these warriors here who show up and, uh, and, and have four years of drought, five, ten years of drought before they hit their first TV series or their second or their fifth or whatever, um, are in here doing the work and doing the work of calming their mind, letting go, uh, destroying ego, and losing themselves in the artistry of it. And I think ultimately, if there is a secret to success, um, that's it. And I also don't think a lot of people are saying that. I don't hear. I don't hear that message. Well, out no, in no, the world. not at all, not at all. Because because most people think that there's supposed to be some formulaic thing. So you do this, and then you do this, and then you do this. And then there, there's, a, there's a concept that everybody has because they're not slowing down to really look at what matters. Again, this is coming back to what matters is, well, you, you, know, you, you, you get that co-star, man. You just get that great co-star. And then maybe after three or four co-stars, you get that guest star. Whoa, great. And then you get the recurring guest star. And then it leads to a series regular. And then you get a part in a little part in a Quentin Tarantino movie. And then, you know, red carpet and all is amazing right. and there you go um and damn like a that doesn't happen and b like who what, what does that is that why you became an actor so you could go on this kind of insane arbitrary journey from co-star to guest star you know to series regular that, and it, it it makes no sense but that's what everybody believes like we got it you know they're drinking the kool-aid because that's what everybody's saying and so you gotta just throw that all away absolutely and drink some clean water and just get back to these things because the truth of it is and I was talking to an actor about this yesterday in a career coaching who was saying he's doing this great play and he goes well I could either just do plays like this or I could like you know get an agent and get have a career and I'm saying 
So you get the agent, and the agent submits you, and all the agents in town are struggling to get people in the room, which is why they're not signing any new people unless they're you know, 20 and have some diversity checkbox and writing their own stuff and you know have a, a YouTube channel and so forth. Because they think all those things matter, but they may or may well, not. It's, but, it, it, but again, it's like that's what we believe matters, right, and right. so that's what everybody's buying into. So how can you be novel? So, so, so he gets the agent, he gets a, a, an audition, he gets a, a role, a co-star, guest star role, and then what, is he going to give up all that glorious, beautiful work he's doing in the theater that's making him happy? Like, wh what is one thing, what is, is, why is it an either-or? Because that seems to be some paradigm that you're aspiring to that has nothing to do with who you are as a creative being, as an artist, as an actor. So the question for you guys, I would say, is who are you as an actor? And why do you care? And how does this matter to you, really matter to you? And then how are you going to now take steps? And I think some of it is what the steps are. And we have a lot of ideas about you know, steps you can take, industry steps, and we'll get to that. But what are the steps that you can take to as you say, drown yourself in this beautiful artistry. And you know what? It takes work and it takes, it takes shifting. I was listening to somebody say this and I think it's kind of brilliant. So discipline and habits, like you need to change your discipline and habits, but you already have habits. You actually have habits or discipline. You are disciplined doing sure. things that don't serve you. Right. You're actually committed to, you know, days and days binging on Netflix. Right. You're committed to eating badly. You're committed to sleeping, you know, right. late. 30 hours a fortnight is your practice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. It's true. And you're going to get really damn good at it too. Yeah. Well, good for you. But right. the great thing is, you know, you have a discipline. If you actually just evaluated what you're committed to, you know, what you're good at, what your discipline is, you would realize, oh, look, I'm doing all this stuff, you know, and it doesn't serve you. I sure. am spending four hours a day on Instagram. That's right. actually a practice and a discipline. Right. Like, what if you spend two hours a day doing that, or two hours a day on two hours on Fortnite, two hours on Netflix? Instead, what would you do with that other time? So, this is about really giving yourself the space to reconfigure your practice and your discipline, and start doing things that matter. And maybe you can't do them alone, and that's okay. But some of making it in Hollywood includes that kind of, you know, rethinking of what your practice is, coming back to all that. In incredible, exciting joy that lights you up that has nothing to do with a co-star on a TV show. And we're not saying that you shouldn't do that. Of course you should be on TV shows. Of course you should be in Quentin Tarantino movies. Of course you should have a career and make money doing it. But the process of getting there takes some, some serious rethinking for all of you. Absolutely. Um, and I think what's interesting is that, and they don't tell you this either, is that there will always be a reckoning when, yeah. whether it happens earlier in your career or after some success or whatever. And by the way, it'll probably happen a number of times over the course of a career where you hit a wall, where you find yourself in the desert. And it's those moments, those important moments, again, in the interest of an acting career that yeah. lasts decades, where you better have this kind of practice or the ability to be so flexible that you can shift when you need to shift, to change habits, to grow, etc. cetera. Uh, that's essential. So, so what were one or two of your walls that you hit that, that created a mandatory shift in, in your practice and your experience? Yeah, well, there were, I think, two that I think are really important is I was that kid who was 18, 19, whatever, and didn't give a shit and 
um, exercised and expressed a certain amount of privilege, and that came through in my work, which was which made me perhaps interesting uh, without having to be an actor, quote unquote. I could come in with some personality, you know, and I did well. I did well early on, uh, and and then at a certain point, it wasn't necessarily that things were drying up for me. It's that that stopped working for me. That that's that's it started feeling hollow for me when I was. 19 uh, playing 16 on some MTV show with a flashback mm -hmm. to 15 and the, uh, it, it started to feel ugly to me. And by the way, my pursuit of an acting career sort of came running from a broken home. I wasn't really like, here's something that I can do that's exciting and sexy and has the potential for fame and fortune. And I can, per I can just uh, start like bouncing around to different cities, you know, uh, New York, Los Angeles, Vancouver, this is great. Let's just go, you know? Um, and so it wasn't necessarily rooted in some sort of love of the craft that came as I went. I didn't know that I loved it, but I did in certain parts of it I love more than others. But so that was the first thing. I needed to deepen my work, and that's when I started really studying in a serious way. Um, and then the other piece of it was once I had looked over uh, the mountain and seen the promised land and been a series regular and worked with some people who, who I would consider sort of like, oh yeah, they're at the pinnacle of the industry and their shit stank, just like mine and just like everyone else's. Um, and, you know, I talk about this moment somewhere around season five uh, of a TV series, uh, uh, episode five of a TV series, where it's you're an hour 16 of shooting and you go, you know, it'd be nice to be at home. <laughs> and, and it's an incredible moment when it's like, wow, I would have given my right arm for this thing. And now I'm here. And the human experience is such that it is it involves suffering. And so I'm tired and we've been at this for a while. And so so some of the luster was lost in it all. And I was left with, what do I love about this? What is essential of this for me? And for me, the essential part was being in and around people who are expressing their emotional truth, um, finding their unique voice, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and the ego uh, of the audition process and the hits that, that came with it, um, I was unable to navigate. Um, to the point where it was so clear to me that I didn't want that. Mm. And I still don't. It's interesting. People say, like, don't, on some level, don't you? And I really don't. Uh, like, if someone were to offer me some opportunity, um, I don't know. Like, I, I go home to my wife and daughters, uh, and I have dinner with them at the table, and, like, that's super important to me. And so, hey, you're going to be in Toronto for six months starting tomorrow. Um, get on a plane. That, I have no interest in that. And I'm around the work that I love. That's the thing. You found what it was about the work that mattered to you, and you created that for yourself so that you could have that. And what I realize now is that I could have done that and also been an actor. I didn't have the skills for it then. And that's part of what I think we're teaching now is that it doesn't have to be this all or nothing thing. Right, right. You can, in fact, navigate the audition process as uh, you know, amazing and hideous as it is in all its dynamic truth and its limitations. You can navigate that and be a whole happy person. I didn't have that training back then, 25 years ago. Yeah. I didn't yeah. have that ability. Um, that was it, and if you loved it, great, and if you didn't, you sucked it up and figured out a way to make it work. Right, right. Uh, but I'm a hypersensitive person, you know, was then and still am. And so, I mean, it would take a toll on my, on my body, on my eating, on my all of it, and it just didn't feel worth it for me at the time, because I didn't know how to, how to get through it. Yeah. So, um, 
And but you know this too, don't you? The walls that you've hit. Yeah, I've hit a lot of them, you know, and and they're all huge lessons, and they feel impenetrable, and they feel like it'll never happen the way I imagined it would, and then it shifts and something else happens. It takes a lot of trust, um, a lot of letting go, and also a shift in what you focus on, and uh, and that's hard, you know. And I've hit some hard walls. You know, I, I directed a movie, uh, 200 Cigarettes, where I was told by all these agents who were just, you know, lifting me up in some kind of, you know, throne like, oh, you're going to be the next. And as they do. As they do. And it was before, you know, people wanted women directors. So um, it was a more <laughs> challenging time. But I, you know, I had an idea of what I wanted to do. I turned some things down. I think I made a couple of mistakes potentially. But a lot of it was I didn't know and I didn't have great guidance. But I was told that I was in Hollywood jail. I remember exactly where I was sitting in the parking lot, corner of Laurel Canyon and Ventura Boulevard, when my agent said to me, you're in Hollywood jail. And I said, well, how long am I in jail for? Because I knew I had an idea of what that meant. Hollywood jail, which for those of you who don't know what that expression means, it means that basically nobody wants to hire you for a while so that you're put in what's called Hollywood jail. And so I, I said, well, how, how naively, well, how long will I be in jail? Oh, we don't know. Could be three months, could be a year. But, you know, you'll get out. It'll just let people have their time. And the only reason I was in Hollywood jail was not because I didn't make a decent movie, was because my, my movie didn't make money. And, um, but he didn't lose money. That's what I kept saying, he didn't lose money. But Paramount pulled it out of the theaters because they said to me on the phone, the head of distribution, the movie will make more money if we pull it. Which didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. My husband explained what that meant. <laughs> and so I thought, okay, that doesn't mean I'm a failure, but it looked like it was a failure at the time. It's turned out to be this like little cult hit among sure. you know every 15-year-old girl or whatever who comes up and sees it. And that's all fine and good. But I thought things were gonna change. And when that happened, I was devastated. I just thought I would I didn't know what I would have to, what I would do with myself. And I went back to casting and it was all right, but it was it really required me to just, as they say, pull myself up by my bootstraps, but more importantly, be in a place of creative expression. If I, and that doesn't not, it's, that's not my casting experience. My casting experience is great and valuable, but not that. So for me, it's always been finding something that I can do that makes me creatively satisfied you know, finding that. And, and sometimes it is what pays the bills and sometimes it's a line next to what pays the bills. Um, but if I don't have that, and I believe that so for every actor, for every artist, that if you're not in enough of the work, if you're not fully expressing yourself creatively, um, if you're not an artist, then you're dry. And that's what happens. So then you dry up and then you go, but I haven't had an audition in six months. And now my agent dropped me or my agent hasn't you know, set me out in a year. And so you start to feel all of that despair and that, that coupled with the, the artistic drought that you're feeling is that's what's devastating. And I think that it, it makes you prone to somebody saying you're in Hollywood jail and you believe them or you, that, that actually puts you in some sort of jail. I believe right? that. Yeah, I really, right, I went home right. and I said, Renee, I mean, I called him weeping and I said, I'm in The audacity jail. of these people <laughs> to tell you that, or to decide, I mean, it's ridiculous, it right? It is ridiculous. You know, and he, and he said to me, sort of jokingly, did they tell you when you'd get out? And I said, they did, they, but they didn't really have a time. Like, I don't know how long I'm in for. And, you know, 
it's uh, it's crazy. But so you as actors tend to put yourself into that into that jail right. yourself because right. you believe that there's an inside and an outside. Right. And I know that it's really hard in this town to feel like you're inside. But you have to first of all, you have to decide where in forget inside outside. Where are you at? You know, yeah. where is your uh, world? Where is your life? What what is your experience? You don't have to be in anybody else's box or map at all. It's not an either or. You don't have to play by those rules because the great thing, and we talk about this all the time, if you play by your own rules, if you're fully immersed in this thing, then that those people who are like, you know, looking at their GPS to find the next big star are going to find you over time because you are so deeply immersed in this incredible creative expression. And it may not, for that actor, it may not be one play that you're the star of. It may be 10, and it may take 10 years of that. And then somebody or many people are going to go, oh, that guy, that guy, that guy. And also, and that we, people talk about that all the time, like when you don't care, right? right? It happens when you get on a plane to go on a trip, you get the first audition you know, in a year, because you're focused on your life and what matters to you and your creative experience. And some of that starts looking like pushing back against this, I need to out hustle everyone attitude mm -hmm. and um, understanding balance and hustling smarter. And in your business, it's not about how many numbers can I run, it's about um, you know, how can I be present? How can I care for my instruments, myself, my mind, my body, so that I can uh, you know, navigate my way through this emotionally yeah. violent industry, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. So, um, and you know, we see that at the studio when that shift happens, like that first time you or I, because we've been evangelizing about this thing for a long time, yeah. about being the industry, making your own work, that the first time that I get an email with the link to that Vimeo page where someone shot something and, and the ownership that they have, the leadership that radiates from them and the good things that happen as a result, whether that was the thing that got picked up by the studio or, or sold at the film festival or whatever or not, um, that's a massive shift because they've, they've decided to get out of jail. They've broken out, you know? And, and so that as a practice, I think, is pretty important. Well, but yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, this is what's really important. And then, like, when you talk about creating work, there is, there is that. That's part of taking ownership. Because if you're going to make it in Hollywood, you got to be driving the car. You right. can't be waiting for somebody else to be doing that. So, right. so these are steps that you can take that will change the way you experience Hollywood and the way Hollywood whatever that means to you, experiences you. Because you know what? At the end of the day, this is so important for you guys. These are just people out there hustling, trying to get through their day. You know, we have studio executives, the heads of studios who are in class with us. <laughs> they come here for their creative soul, but they are just, you know, trying to get through the day. And they talk about that in class, you know, that just a bunch of people trying to, you know, to stay afloat, um, trying to find one little creative spark, trying to pay the bills and do their work. And so they're not um, ignoring you. They're not being malicious and, and keeping you out of their, you know, fancy whatever you think Hollywood is. But, you know, you just have to remember that you are working side by side, these people. You're no different than them. You know, they're no better than you. They're not higher up on the, you know, hierarchical 
you know, industry food chain. There's no such thing really. Now there's ego. A lot of people get sucked into that and a lot of people wear the suits because they love the idea of all that. But they're doing what they believe is their creative pursuit. You know, so if they're an agent or a studio executive or even um, a lawyer in this town, you know, they're doing it because that's for them the most creative thing they can think of doing. And then on the side, they're coming to class or, you know, making a film of their own and trying to, I was talking to a, a friend of mine who's made a shit ton of money. Um, and all he, and he's just sold everything, has so much cash. And he's going back to New York to the theater where he started 40 years later to find his soul. Yeah, because you lose it along the way unless yeah. you're dedicated to a practice of not only getting ahead, but, uh, but, but keeping the work with you, yeah. keeping the art with you. Because yeah. the industry isn't necessarily designed to satisfy that, nurture that for you. And you know, some of the folks that we have here in class, they're in the industry, you talked about uh, yeah. some just now, but there, there are others, there are actors who are in the industry doing this and but but this is where they fill the tank, you know. You have to fill the tank. Um, and and I think that's an important whether it's whether you consider it self care or an audition technique or whatever. It's all the same shit, right? Yeah. Like you have to have uh, some sort of practice of nurturing your artistry, nurturing that five year old kid who uh, was dancing around and singing and you know all that kind of stuff, yeah. pretending, uh, because that's what you're selling ultimately, yeah. and that's the thing that's going to keep you happy. Yeah. So I always marvel at those, the fancy actors, you know, who walk into class here because they've come to a place of understanding um, that they're not above the work, which is important because nobody is, but you can start thinking that you are and that gets really awful because then you just stop working on it because you feel like you got it and then there's the expectation, oh, I should have it because I'm the series regular, but then it starts eroding and, and the, you know, it gets nasty. Um, but, but also they uh, have reacquainted themselves or perhaps some never left uh, that acquaintance uh, of, with the love of the work. Yeah. And those are things that you have to have. And if, if you stray too far from them, uh, you're done. We get a lot of questions about casting, about auditioning, about your careers, about the business. And we wanna focus on some of the ones we hear often. So we're gonna take one right now with great question, let's talk about that. Andre in West Hollywood asks, um, so he says, uh, I keep hearing about networking in this town, what does that even mean, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, networking. Um, it, it is not a bad word. It well, sounds like a, it's, it's a scary word, but it's really not. It elicits some like stale corporate, like beige, situation that people with, you know, it just, it's this awful mixer idea for me, right? Right. You go to a network event. Oh my goodness. And you stand there with a cocktail oh. and you meet people and you exchange business cards. Right. right? Can you That's imagine? the idea. Yeah. It's so right. archaic. Except, and this is everything we've been talking about, right? Like networking doesn't have to be that really. Ultimately it's about relationships yeah. and someone saying, Hey, I'm going to shoot this thing and I need this. And that person says, Oh, I know somebody. It's this person, right? right? Or this. There's this amazing director, and and she's gonna knock your socks off. And I know you need a director, so you ha there's a need, and then you fill the need with somebody that you know, right? Yeah. So the question is, how do you get to know people, and under what circumstances? You can go to uh, the the you know uh, industry networking, blah blah blah, 
which is fine if that's what you want to do. But to me, that adds an extra step because they have to meet you. You say hello, you exchange cards or go to the website, blah, blah, blah. Alternatively, you can meet people in the damn work. And that's the be- to me, that's the best kind of networking. Yes, that's a real, it's really I important. did three shorts yeah. with this person. They showed up on time. They did great work, like impeccable uh, credentials. And so I want you to work with this person again. Like that's networking. And it is all about relationships. But it's also when you, when you have those relationships or when you make those relationships, that you have to be ready with something to show up with. Right. You know, it's not just, hey, I'm here, so can I have an audition? You know, you have to be able to show up with some agency. And so that means that you've got to have some stuff to talk about you've got to have some stuff behind you that's you know part of your artistic you know arsenal um so that you can talk with a certain amount of authority and agency and people can take you seriously and not just bs but like actually be be walking the talk of i'm i'm doing an artistic you know uh journey i'm on an artistic journey here this is an artistic life i have i'm directing this thing i'm writing this thing uh my friend and i are doing this thing I have three auditions to like that sort of uh, thing, which you can speak of with uh, some authority because it's true. Because it's true, and um, it, it is all about relationships, and and they happen in ways that you never expect. And so I did this this uh, thing at the SAG Conservatory, and it was an event. And I told people, they said, "Well, how can we become a reader in your casting room?" And I said, "Email me." And I, I did it almost as a test to see, mm-hmm. how, well, how do I find your email? I go, you can find my email. It's really easy. I'm online. And I, again, just to see. And then I, and I had about 20 people email me. And I looked at the difference, though, among all of those people, people who were like, hey, you know, again, coming at me with a lot of need and other people who showed up with... Uh, with agency, with authority. There's this thing I just shot, and uh, we know some of the same people, and um, this is what I want to offer you as a reader. You know, people who spoke to me as human beings with agency, and that was different. Um, And so those people I paid attention to, those people I, you know, have been emailing back and forth with. And I think it's just realizing that you can go to any of those events, but you've got to remember the human beingness in this and and also what do you have to offer those people that's really authentic uh, to who you are. This is a small town. It's Absolutely. crazy. Absolutely. You know, you, you, you just, you're in people's lives and in their worlds whether you realize it or not. And so just keep your eyes open for that. Trust that the relationships that you're going to make are going to be valuable and continue to take that one extra step to, to have a human connection with those people, and it will pay off over time. Um, that is what networking is, and you can do it starting now. Just figure out some of the people that you know and how you want to engage with them, you know, artist to artist, human to human, professional to professional, and those things will start to build on their own, I promise. Absolutely. If you have a question that you'd like to have answered here on The Acting Podcast, email us at theactingpodcast at gmail.com. That's theactingpodcast at gmail.com. And put great question in the subject line so we'll know. We're ready to hear your question and offer our take on the answer. Go ahead and email today. We're here. Before we get back to our conversation, we want to give you some added bonus stuff. She said add. I did say add. This is an ad, folks. 
Finding and maintaining success as an actor requires intense focus in your acting work. It's a consistent practice. But in a business this dynamic and this fraught with emotional landmines, achieving your goals also requires addressing specific elements of your career and your life. To be successful, you have to take a long look at what you want your career to look like and what practical daily steps you're taking to get there. And you have to be taking responsibility for the mental and emotional roadblocks that keep you from success. So to make sure the work gets done, we offer career coaching and life design coaching. It's one-on-one, -on -one, in person, at the studio, or via Skype and Zoom for actors all over the world. In our career coaching sessions, you'll find ways to let go of guilt, doubt, fear, regret, and powerlessness, embrace your gifts, and come up with strategies to realize your projects to network effectively, to engage with your representatives successfully, and to make money doing what you love. Together, we will turn the energy of frustration into the energy of doing and creating. In life design coaching sessions, you'll come to a deeper awareness of the emotional and mental blocks that stand in your way. You'll change your relationship with those blocks, and then we'll tailor a doable, daily practice that creates positive change in your life. It's awareness to intention to action. It's about removing what's in your way and creating presence and power in your life so you can show up for yourself and your career. So to schedule a career coaching or life design coaching session or a series of coaching sessions, go to braymangarciabraun.com slash coaching or click the link in our podcast show notes. And if you use the promo code podcast, you get a 10% discount on your first session. So, so the question is, how do you fill up the tank? What are you doing for yourself every day to fill, up, fill, to fill that tank? Are you in class? Are you doing plays? Are you creating a community of people creating work and readings and uh, getting together so that you are filling up that void, if you know, so to speak. Are you making work? Are you also doing other things that are creative in your life that may not feel aligned to acting, but they may be incredibly aligned to acting because you, it's a creative expression. Um, are you taking, are you a photographer? You know, are you writing blogs? Are you, uh, being on set and helping other people make films. We have actors from the studio who have become producers and filmmakers, you know, because that helps to feed them. And they have discovered a new talent. And by discovering that new talent or th that new ability, they're getting excited again. Oh, and then some audition comes in, and that's fine because they're producing two shorts that month, but now they have an audition, but they're just deep inside their power you know, which is uh, their, their personal power in all of this. And then suddenly the audition doesn't have the same weight, but they can navigate it with a certain amount of ease and presence and power. And that's important for you to know also, because if you're doing that kind of stuff, it's really interesting how then you produce a short and then you find a short that someone's writing and then you, there's a role for you, and then you do this amazing thing. Now you've produced, you know, ten shorts, and you get this role of a lifetime, and you do great work. And nobody would have created that for you otherwise, and you created it for yourself over time. That's an interesting thing, and I think so, you you probably um, can trace this back. Like, so once you get to a certain place, like if you think of one of the spikes of what one might say is like success for you and your career yeah. or um, you know, ones that I had if I did in my acting career also, and you trace back their trajectory, you couldn't have said, oh yeah, I was going, that, that's the exact situation I was going for and that's what I got. 
you kind of reverse engineer it and go, oh, wow, that little thing that I did um, or that big thing that I did was because I worked with that producer who was a line producer on this thing and, and, and she knew me through this, but that only happened because of this. And you trace it back and you realize that you can't necessarily plan this thing, if at all. And uh, you're probably, um, you know, best served by staying open and walking through doors and taking every opportunity to be an artist. And, and then good things happen. Then there's things uh, start moving towards you, which is interesting. And I think when you have that, you can then approach the industry from a place of compassion uh, with generosity, which we should talk about, because that's something that I guess actors, you guys, you know, you're, you're, you're sitting in your own stuff of what do I need to do to sell myself to those people? And it becomes self-absorbed. And I'm not saying that critically. It just happens because you think I'm supposed to take new headshots and, you know, make this real and, you know, uh, do all, make a website. And now I have to tell that and so I'm to people, so I'm going to make a newsletter and I'm going to send it to casting directors and I'm going to say, this is what I'm up to and this is what I'm doing and look at me, look at me, look at me. And then suddenly you, it makes people anxious. When I get those emails, I get anxious because I don't know, I feel like, do I have to take care of this person? What do I have to do? All this stuff is coming at me. Right. And then I get the email from somebody who is speaking to me, A, as a you know, fellow traveler without feeling like I'm you know more important than them because I'm so not. Um, and and offering something of themselves and seeing me because I'm another human being and and suddenly I'm dealing with another human and I'm dealing with somebody who's offering something and it's a really different experience and I and and I, I pay attention to those because just on a human level I'm not taken aback I don't feel responsible I don't feel like someone is asking me to you know do something for them uh, and I know that it, that's the case for most people. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we had some of these um, points that we were going to talk about in and around uh, how to make it in Hollywood, and we're we're reaching them all. I think, which is interesting because they're they're in our our journeys. You know, yeah, we sort yeah, of have yeah. we have them. We know them. Elements of don't expect the industry to chase you. You know, take responsibility. Um, be in the work all the time. The, uh, notions of self care. Um, and I think a big one in and around networking, quote unquote, which you just chatted about, maybe we talked about this too, but community, which I want to really underline. Huge, This huge. notion I'm of glad like, you brought that up. Well, yeah. and, and again, yeah. we've been talking about it, yeah. that meeting people in the work and, and reaching out to them to help them in their shooting and they with yours, getting together pretty consistently. But if you start feeling like you're on an island and you get lost, as you just described, in your own need, so much so that you can't see through the fog of it because you want this thing so badly and have sacrificed so much, so you, you can't see through it to look at the other person and say, hey, what do you need from me? But I think community does that. It keeps you accountable. It keeps you uh, in a place of understanding that even here in Los Angeles, what some consider the belly of the beast of the industry, yeah. you're walking shoulder to shoulder with other fellow travelers, as you said, fellow artists who are trying for the same stuff of artistic growth and emotional growth and and, uh, and reaching people in new and interesting ways. And I think that is seeing um, their experience and your experience are one, um, the expression of their singularity creates universality. It makes you feel like you're part of something, which I think actors ultimately want. They want connection, right? But here you are in Los Angeles pursuing this individual goal 
only talking to your agent, you know, or if you don't have one, not, uh, you know, once a week. And that's the extent of your, and you're working the, you know, the side job and that becomes where all your energy goes. And right. it's, it can feel debilitating if you don't have that community of people to come back to. Right. You know, what's really interesting about this. I just thought of this while you were, you were talking about it. You want to be doing this work because this work is done communally. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you do. Yes, you can dance around in your basement by yourself to music. And I hope you all do that a lot. Mm -hmm. But this work is communal, making movies, making theater, making TV shows. It's a communal experience. Right. And if you don't have that, you need to create that. And there's so many of you, of all of us who need that and crave it. And 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 when we find it, we realize, oh, that's it. That's it right there. And that's why I mean. That's why we made the studio, so that we could have that for ourselves and for to hold space for other people to have that and then watch other people commune and create work together. And even if it's getting together with a bunch of people on a Sunday night in a living room and reading Chekhov, you know, whatever it is, it will change everything. And you will then have this sort of capsule, this, you know, of, of, of communal experience and those cells expand and then you have a theater company and or a film you know collective and then you know you start to you take over Hollywood because that's the kind of stuff that this town and this industry is actually made of sure I think one of the important things that happens in community too you know we do corporate coaching and you get someone who's 16 hours a day behind a computer not talking to any other human being and then ask them to get in front of you know a client or a customer or whatever it, it, that practice hasn't been laid in so the isolation of a town like Los Angeles creates a situation in which you may not be in the practice of through your art or even a conversation watching someone else affecting them being affected being vulnerable with them and then all of a sudden you get the audition and either it's a self-tape with some the self-tape reader or whatever uh, and you're expected to at a championship level engage with that person fully so um, I mean so many benefits to community but w one of them is that immediate feedback of having to engage with other human beings um, who are fellow artists and, and uh, on the same path yeah I keep coming back to that all the time and we'll talk about that um, on another episode but it's it's everything and without that you know for me I I'm lost in the woods. I don't have any sense of myself if I don't have that kind of connection. And I see that here at the studio for actors all the time. And just people are happier, more connected, yeah. uh, more alive human beings. You hold each other accountable and you stimulate each other and you're in and of the work with each other and you're not, it's not about yourself anymore. And that's, those are steps you can take to uh, being seen here. You're just in that practice of collaboration, yeah. which I think is so, so important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, so as we wrap up here, I think what's so important here is these notions of taking leadership, taking responsibility. Um, and part of the responsibility is coming back to the work you love pretty consistently uh, and doing it in community. Um, you know, what's so interesting here is that when people hear a title of a podcast like this, they're looking for the checklist of the doing things, you know? Give me the, the thing I can do to practice in front of the thing to do the right self-tape to get to the thing. And what we're offering are broader notions that, that give you balance and flexibility and make sure that you don't get knocked off your path at year five when you have the potential of a 25-year career. 
because you started focusing on the minutia, thinking you could control things that you shouldn't control and can't control. Mm -hmm. uh, and what we're saying from everything we know, decades on both sides of the camera in this industry, is that this kind of stuff overall is the stuff that wins the day. It does. It does. It wins the day. Um, I just want to say one more thing. Go on. Okay. Only because it really is sparking something. One of the things that I've noticed, and I always knew this, I knew this about myself, but I've noticed it in other people lately. I've seen some people, and we talked about leadership, who are taking command of their careers. And some of that just means hard work, consistent hard work. Yeah. I don't mean toiling work, but you know the thing about change your discipline. Um, we had somebody here in class the other day uh, who was teaching the practice of writing. And she did two classes with me. And one of the things that blew me away after both classes, and I think everybody was really surprised by it, is how hard she works, how long it takes to craft a script and a story. And it was, oh my God. She gave the class an exercise on character, which do, was doing a deep dive into the background of, of a character and then a world. And she said, each one of these is 25 pages. And people gasped. And then she talked about the process of creating a script. Now, sometimes, you know, you have that moment and you write that script and, and, and you do it in a weekend and you know it's like magical and all that stuff, but there's nothing magical about this. And that's really important for you guys to remember. It is doing the hard work. Um, and we see that consistently. It's sometimes you are in class for five years before you get that aha moment. Sometimes you'll do 10 plays before you figure out that you have ease in front of an audience. Sometimes it is the hundredth self tape, but you're practicing it. You're doing the work. You're not sitting there waiting for something magical to happen, whether it comes from an agent or an executive or this notion of Hollywood or the industry. There's nothing magical about that. You do the consistent hard work of this thing and it starts to show up. You do more than 10,000 hours. You know, it's like 100,000 hours of this thing, and you don't stop doing it. You are in the consistent practice of doing that kind of really deep work as a creator, as an artist, as an actor, and things change. People pay attention to that. It changes when you walk into the audition room. It changes when you engage with the industry on any level. And to me, that speaks to two things or brings up two things for me. The first is that, yeah, because the work is far more interesting and far more important than something that can be learned in a weekend or, you right, know what I mean? Right, Yeah. <laughs> it's dynamic and it changes and your relationship to it changes and there's always another door to be opened, which is so exciting. And the other part of it is because it is that, you better love it and you better do the work of loving it <laughs> to support all that hard yes, work. Yes, totally, this is not easy. Right. Yeah, the ease is in the love, but you better love it because, right. you, you know. better even love the frustration, yes. right? Or yeah. figure out ways to, to love yeah. the frustration. Yeah. yeah, and take care of yourself in that, yeah. Because I think ultimately, and I, I think you would agree with me that, that when it comes down to it, it's just about the best thing you can do. You and I have moments multiple times a week where we are healed. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to be like all Jimmy no, Swaggered totally. or whatever, but it's yeah. like, it's the truth, man. Like, we, work happens here, and we are, it is, it is stunning. And like that forever. Let's just do that forever, you know? And by the way, then the industry starts noticing if you're doing that kind of work consistently. Yeah, amen. We love sharing this content with our community. We offer it 100% free, and it's our privilege to do so. 
If you're loving this podcast and are interested in offering something in return, go ahead and subscribe to The Acting Podcast. Find us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to your podcast and leave us an honest rating and review. Your words will help us bring this work to even more actors and artists around the world. Thank you so much for listening and for being here with us. We love how this community shows up for us and for each other online and in the studio. And as a thank you to our incredible community, we want to give you an amazing free gift. It's called the Comprehensive Guide to the Perfect Self-Tape. So all you have to do is screenshot your review, send it to theactingpodcast at gmail.com, and we'll send you an exclusive gift of the Perfect Self-Tape Guide to take your work to the next level. And come visit us online at thebgbstudio.com. And if you're in LA, Atlanta, or New York, Jump into a class with us. We're here to get you into the kind of shape necessary to be successful.